When most people think of the Hawaiian Islands, they imagine white, sandy beaches, turquoise blue water, sipping a mai tai while watching the sun dip into the horizon. Well, there's more to Hawaii than just its sand, surf, and the aloha spirit. Spirits of a different kind may occupy the Hawaiian Islands. Most visitors don't know about Hawaii's haunted history. Do you like listening to spooky stories while huddled around a campfire? Do you want to learn about the haunted hotels and the restless spirits still roaming the halls? Or why it's believed whistling at night attracts spirits of the dead? Come join me, Uncle Jared, as I cover these chilling tales on my podcast, Ghost Lore of Hawaii, Paranormal Paradise. The beliefs that deep in the tunnels of a mine, a worker may not be alone and there may be something not human down there, might be as old as mines themselves. Today we bring you the tale of a mine where there is no room for God, and one mining town that has long been abandoned. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of A Spooky Tales. Today, we are talking about haunted mines. I was blanking on that for some reason, even though we're like recording right now. So I was like, we are talking about <laughs> something, <laughs> something. I don't remember. <laughs> It'll come to me. <laughs> I can't remember. Do you do you watch The Office? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces, but not like all okay. the seasons. Well, I have a problem, and I've rewatched it all many, many, many times. But there's one episode where Michael Scott, he's like, sometimes I just keep talking, and somewhere in the middle of talking, then I'm gonna, co- he's gonna get to the point that he was going to get to, like why he started talking. But he's gonna think of whatever he's trying to say in the middle of randomly saying other things. So I was like, I'm gonna remember the topic as I'm saying today. We are talking about. <laughs> That's usually how it works, though. Like, hmm, I'll figure this yes. out. Let me just <laughs> let me just BS the first few words. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, today we're talking about haunted mines or spooky mines. But first, I do have a listener story. And again, I'm very excited that we're getting a bunch of these. I read them ahead of time, but I just love that they're always a surprise for you, MJ. I, I yeah, they're always a surprise for me. The not deer one. I'm calling mm-hmm. it a not deer. I really like listening because i listened to it again yesterday i was like wow that's that's a really good one that's it was weird right it was so strange yeah and and again if you have a story that you want us to read on the podcast or tiktok just specify which one or both whatever but email us at spookytales at gmail.com or dm us on instagram and yeah and we'll read it on the podcast or tiktok and or and eventually youtube because one day i'm gonna start the channel one day one day eventually (laughs) yeah eventually (laughs) 
This reminds me of uh, was it the Amanda show? She had yeah, like, a the superhero eventually. That was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the listener story. So uh, this person actually found us through Susto Podcast, which is so awesome. Again, I love Susto Podcast, but he played our promo. Mm-hmm. in one of his episodes and uh, in her email she was like i've never went over to a different podcast to subscribe as fast as when i heard your promo on suso and i was like oh my god i love that <laughs> that's awesome so they wrote i listened to your duendes episode while driving home from work and i was so scared my dad from mexico told me the story of when he was young and he and my grandparents and uncles would go pick coffee from the fields He said the youngest of my uncles at that time was around three or four and they would leave him sleeping in a little blanket in the field near them while they picked the coffee. My dad says that when my uncle woke up, he was talking and making hand gestures and playing, but no one was with him. That is not fun. (laughs) No. My dad said that as the days went by, my uncle started to develop a fever that he couldn't shake. At points, it would go down, then rise again. My uncle started telling my dad and grandparents that he saw little babies. My dad believes they started messing with my uncle because sometimes my uncle would be scared and point in the direction he saw the babies and hide behind my dad. Of course, my dad wouldn't see anyone or anything there. My dad says he doesn't know how long it was, but my uncle's fever did not go away. Until one day, a lady walking by their house stopped. My dad says she must have been a bruja. Y le hizo limpia, um, like a cleansing for our Spanish-challenged mm-hmm. friends. Because after that lady left, my uncle's fever went away, and he didn't see the babies anymore. Years later, my uncle eventually was able to describe these babies as the Smurfs, blue Ooh. and little. Oh, that is so... Oh, no. They were not babies. They were duendes. <laughs> That is so, like, I have this, like, fear of the one that's, you guys. I know, that's why I found Ooh. this one, and I was like, this is perfect for MJ. <laughs> se me, se me la piel. So it's like, piel de gallina. <laughs> yeah. Um, goosebumps. What are the goosebumps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, my dad also mentioned that he remembers people telling him that if someone befriended a duende, it was good luck. He said that since my uncle was a toddler and not able to fully communicate, he got the bad side of meeting a duende and got sick instead. And yes, I've heard of that too. Mm-hmm. The fever is the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, that's like the bad side of meeting a duende, and then mm-hmm. they can bring you good luck if, you know, they like you or whatever. I think you have to, like, in order for them to, like, even bring you good luck, you have to, like, give them offerings of, like, milk or bread. Mm-hmm, that's what I've heard too. And then she goes on to say, Side note, I remember you mentioning how duendes are so well known and how people casually say, Es un duende. I dated a guy and he told me he had duendes in his apartment because his keys would go missing along with other items. He said that he would even say out loud, No frieguen, denme mis llaves. Quit messing around giving my keys. And later, they would reappear. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah. um, you're a nice person. Nope. It's not It's not me, it's you. It's your donors. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait till you see what she says after. So she says, It didn't help that shortly after that, we were grilling outside his apartment and we heard a pot fall in the kitchen. No way it could have slipped out of the dish rack. And he looks at me and says, I told you I have the one this. Needless to say, I ghosted him. 
He's doing this in ghost now. <laughs> That's a good move. <laughs> Ghosting him. And then uh, this is the last bit of her of her um, email here. My my now boyfriend told me when he was around eight, he saw a duende climb out of his closet and run to the hallway. He hid under the covers after. And then a crying emoji. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Uh, there's like the, the legend of people who do believe in duendes um, that every home or abode, apartment, whatever you want to call it, but like every thing has its own duende. Yeah. And um, that is what the word comes from. Like, uh, what is it? Dueño de casa? Dueño de casa. Uh-huh. So like, it's like this spirit type thing that every home inhabits, whether it is like a traditional home, like a house or an apartment or con- whatever it is. Each one is supposed to inhabit uh, at least one duende. And that's why like back then people would leave offerings of these things. Like, food. yeah, like if you're here, uh, we come in peace. we know this is your house and here are treats we're gonna give you for letting us live here yeah as long as you're good (laughs) exactly well that's like the one thing because i've heard horror stories of duendes being like hella evil and like yeah making homes like a nightmare like almost like poltergeist but then people the people see like the duendes no no i'm done (laughs) i'm done (laughs) i scared myself (laughs) enough duendes let's let's move on to haunted minds now I have like three stories if you want to go first because yours is just the one, right? Yeah, mine is just the one. This week, I will be sharing the legend of El Tío from Bolivia. This story takes place in the Andes Mountains in Cerro Rico in Potosí, Bolivia. One of the largest mines in the world. It has an abundance of silver, but it's also very, very deadly. Um, Also called... Sumac Urku. How do you say that? Hold on. That might be right. I don't know. (laughs) It's not Spanish. (laughs) So give me a second, you guys. It's also called Sumac Urku. The Cerro Rico mine opened in 1545 by the Spanish. And between the 16th and 18th century, 80% of the world's silver came from this mine. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. After centuries of operation, the ecology surrounding this mountain is very, very damaged. Like, the whole area has just been... Oh, yeah. Mining, like, destroyed... Well, no. It really comes down to just capitalism has destroyed uh, ecosystems in Latin America. Yeah. And the working conditions of this mine are horrible and have not improved much since the mine first opened. It's it's still... uh, a mine that's in use today, by the way. It's still operational? Yes, yes. So it's like been operational for 500 years and the, the conditions have not improved much. After all that time. Yeah. Damn. It's, it's a little bit sad and a little bit like makes you angry. Uh, but I'll continue. Mm-hmm. This mine employs roughly 15,000 miners. The life expectancy of, uh, of the mine workers is about 40 years because they lack equipment. They inhale this dust day in and day out, and many of them develop silicosis. Silicosis is a lung disease caused by the inhalation of crystalline silica dust, and this causes scar tissue in their lungs, and it's so damaging. It's so horrible, like such a horrible thing to live with. 
these miners are pretty much suffocating to death. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. That like that's like a like a different kind of hell, like not like breathing and not being able to get enough air. Like anyone who has like a, who's had a severe asthma attacks or like damaged lungs, they know. Yeah. Before anyone says something stupid like they can get a different job, no, they can't. Uh, this mine is the economic powerhouse of the area, and the majority of the people. I mean, there's fifteen thousand workers roughly it's like those things that are like the only place to work at yeah it's either they work in this mine or they starve Mm -hmm. and Cerro Rico bankrolled the entire European renaissance increased currency yeah it increased currency in Europe by eightfold during its peak eightfold Eightfold. oh my god the like the Spanish were rolling in in like wealth yeah but it has wow. a very dark history between four to eight million. And um, I'm going to butcher this, you guys, and I'm so sorry. This is a hard word for me to say. Quechuan. Uh, I think I said it right. Quechuan people. I think it's just Quecha. Quecha? Like, yeah, I don't think you say the U or the E. Okay, I'm going to try that again. I think. We could both be wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I am I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. I'm going to go with your version. So between four and, four and eight million Ketcha people and enslaved Africans died mining this mountain. Wow, that's that's a lot. That's in that's a lot. Wow. It earned the nickname Cerro Rico, Rich Hill among the Spanish, but to the workers it was named the mountain that eats that eats men. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. El Tío's history is rooted in the same Spanish behavior we have come to know on Spooky Tales. The villainization of non-European and non-Christian things. The Spanish would not enter the mine, but forced enslaved people and Quecha people to go in. They used the devil as means of control over over them. Uh, the Spanish used forced labor system called Repartamiento de Indios, and it was uh, it it, it basically translates to like I think redistri. Re- I can't even say the word. How do you say it? Redis. Redistrib- uh, I can't even like say it. this redistributing. Yes, of uh, Indians. That's what it was called. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I can't say the word. Found another word. I can't say. Um, the that was the what the labor system was called. It was a ci- cyclical labor system. So basically, after a certain time, they would get a break and not have to work anymore. Like um, after a certain amount of days or months or whatever. And they used uh, mercury to extract silver, which also contributed to the death of mine workers. Wow. Yeah. And the Spanish manipulated the miners by using the symbology of the devil that is known as el tío in the mines. The lack of obedience and respect for the devil after they used him to manipulate the miners was a bad thing. But all of this was, in fact, the reason that all the bad things happened in the mountain. El tío or the... The devil, el tío. El tío is el devil. Okay, they're the same? No, they're the same. There's like a... They call Just the... another name? The, yeah, the they call the devil that inha- inhabits the mines and the mountain, el tío. Okay, so is he a separate demon or is he the I actual think he, devil? I think he's the actual devil. Um, It's just like... I kind of feel like they were like not allowed to use like even the word devil... So they started saying el tío. So they started saying el tío because there's like this really weird 
thing going on in the area where outside of the mountain, no symbology of the devil is allowed. Even to like to this day, like people don't use any, you know, anything having to do with the devil outside of the mine. They're like really strict on it. It's really weird. Okay, so only inside the mine, he's like, that's the only place he's mentioned? That's the only place he's mentioned. That's the only place where people even are allowed to see, like, demon-like statues and stuff. It's really weird. It's like this 0 to 100 thing where it's, like, outside of the mine, it's 100% God. Inside the mine, it's, like, 100% respect given to the devil. It's weird. And so, like, is El Tio, are they worshipping him or are they like paying respects to him so that they don't die oh let me um, i'm gonna get into that <laughs> i'm gonna get into oh cool that. perfect so you know they were like pretty much brainwashed and manipulated into like saying hey you gotta do what we say you gotta mind this mind and if you're disobedient against us it's because you're influenced under the devil so it's like the spanish created this really deep-rooted respect the the devil because He's the reason why all this bad shit is happening in the mountain. He's the reason for all these deaths. And then they get mad and we're like, why are you respecting him? It's like, you literally blamed him for like our death. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, the audacity. Yeah. The harsh working conditions and many deaths led to the legend of El Tio, a mountain so deadly that the devil must inhabit it. Miners believe that everything good or bad that happens within the mine is because of El Tio. If the mine collapses and kills a miner, it's because of El Tio. If a silver vein is discovered, it's because of El Tio. To this day, El Tio has gained a cult-like following from the miners and people of the area. It's a very... People go go there to um, see the... to leave ofrendas and stuff. There are devil-like statues within the mine that workers give offerings and sacrifices in order for protection. They offer the statues coca leaves, cigarettes, they pour liquor over the statues, and in some cases offer llama blood to the statues. Oh, okay. They bathe the entrance of the mine in llama blood, so El Tio has blood to drink and doesn't drink from the miners. Because Cerro Rico is mined by different companies. Each mine has its own statue ofrendas. And there are about 600 shrines within the mountain dedicated to El Tio. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a quote from the website Atlas Obscura, which says, The miners of this mountain hold the Christian God in one hand and El Tio in the other. No Catholic symbolism is allowed within the mine as to give the highest respect to El Tio. It is also said that a mine cannot exist without a shrine to El Tio, and one mine worker calls it a culture of death. Miner Saturnino, (laughs) probably butchered that, Saturnino Ortega, we believe in God outside who is our savior. Inside the mine, however, We ask the devil for favors. Sometimes on our knees, our belief is split into two worlds. So a bit more recent history on the mine. Even though it's now a voluntary job, it's still not a safe job. In 1985, the state state gave up ownership and over 30 Quecha-run mining operations took over. 
But in race, in a race to outcompete each other, safety regulations went out the window. There was oh. a lot of um, worker exploitation, child labor, and the working conditions were already bad, but it got worse. Damn. Yeah, and there were 600 unregulated mine shafts. 600. Wow. That's dangerous. That is extremely dangerous. And in 2011, the mountain peak collapsed. <gasps> it just... so what? to the Yeah, it collapsed. And there's pictures, and it's like this... You know, where, like, the top, the peak, I don't know what they call it, the cap, is. I think mm-hmm. is another word. It's just, it's just a hole now. Wow. And to this day, it's called the mountain that eats men and continues to doing just that, taking lives every year. Several dozen people die every year, even today. And the working conditions are not any better. It's one of those things where I think the name... And the um, legend behind it is appropriate because of how horrible it is. For sure. And that is El Tío in Bolivia, which is more of a like a, a miner's, miner's belief um, because their job is so deadly. Like, I mean, mining yeah. anywhere, but geez. <laughs> Honestly, El Tío sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's like, hey. Give me a friend. I, 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 I might like you. I might bless you. I don't think he's like a bad guy. Like he's not like, you know how they often depict like, el, you know, el Diablo being like this evil thing. But in this case, it's kind of like a protector type thing. Right. Good things and bad things happen mm-hmm. in the mine and it's el tío. But in order to have more good happen, then they give these offerings to el tío. Mm hmm. And there's, like, literally, if you Google El Tío Bolivia, there's, like, so many images. We'll be sharing some. Of different um, devils and, and, you know, um, ofrendas and all this stuff. And it's, I mean, it's decorated. A lot of them are very, like, lavish and over the top. But it's part of their culture. And these culture. are all inside? Yeah. Inside different huh, mines. Okay. Yeah. So each, each mine shaft has its own offering. Or Frenda, or multiple. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's a lot. Dude, mining is like one thing that like, that is so scary to me. Because you're just like, you're like way under somewhere you're not supposed to be. Yeah, and it's like, so like, it's how we sustain ourselves. But at the same time, what the earth produces can be highly toxic. And people, yeah. you know, often it's like, oh, it's all natural. I'm like, sweetie, sometimes nature... Well, even if it's all natural, can kill you. Like exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and natural, then you're like trapped. You're you're yeah. fucked. If if something happens in down there, how do you get out? Like, oh, that's terrifying. There's also like these underground rivers and stuff that, like, you mm-hmm. know, when rain rot, thousands of years or hundreds of years of rainwater get trapped, and if you hit it, it's you're going down. It's flooding. Uh huh unstable rocks it's just a lot and then like with silver i don't know if they use this with gold but i know they use mercury i don't know if it's still a common practice but they use mercury to mine out silver that is so toxic like, right that is you, so you said that, that that's what they were doing here mm-hmm. yeah Ugh. yeah like the inhalation of the dust it's just oh my god yeah. wow that's, that's terrifying terrible. in itself yeah 
It's so ugh. caves and mines are like oh so scary. <laughs> they um draw the devil with um uh, not draw, but they make the statues of the devil with like um how can I say it? Human anatomy, if you know what I mean. So Oh, okay. He's got a <laughs> penis or what? Yeah, it's a penis and it's like a bright red <laughs> penis and I was like, Oh, that's, that's like right in your face. <laughs> interesting detail they've added on, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, I, I could have gone my entire life without seeing a brightly gigantic red <laughs> colored penis. Thanks. That's Thanks. hilarious. Wow. I have not seen pictures of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, in some places, the, uh, they, like, they have, um, como se llama, el, el tío, el diablo, with a, a beer bottle in its hand. And it's so funny because it's just there, like naked with, with uh, <laughs> okay. So it's like it's got the beer bottle naked with this like dong just hanging out. But <laughs> and there's different kinds, but yes, for the most part, it's oh, just like man. it's just like you know. I get it. It's artistic representation, but you know, there's a few things that it could have gone without seeing my entire yeah. life. <laughs> and that's yeah, a bright red penis is one. Damn, <laughs> that's funny. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so uh i have i have two or three stories i already forgot three three short stories one is from honduras the other one is from bolivia as well and then my last one is uh, actually from new jersey just because uh when i saw the name of the legend i was like wow new it's jersey. the legend of bicycle pete <laughs> <laughs> bicycle so. pete yeah, bicycle piece. So I was like, I have to include this. Um, so yeah, shout out to any listeners we have in New Jersey because in this podcast we rarely will talk about the United States. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this story was just too good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me start with my first one. So this is the legend of La Piedra de Oro, the golden rock, the rock of gold. Like I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, like the the La Piedra de Oro. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It could it could either be both. It could okay. be either either Should or. Figure out which one makes more sense. Piedra de Golden Rock or I th- I guess they both work. They they both work. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, it's from Honduras. So this legend takes place uh, around the seventeen hundreds when mining really exploded in Honduras. So there were several active mining towns at the time. This one takes place in uh, Yuscaran, in the department of El Paraíso in Honduras. So mining first began um, by the Spanish, and they at first they would only mine silver and gold found in rivers, and this is during the Inquisition. And then later on, around the 1700s, other Europeans began arriving in Honduras and quote-unquote discovered mines full of gold and silver. So this mine, uh, Yuscaran, was exploited by two Swiss brothers, the Zucker, 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 I don't know, Z-U-C-H-E-R, Zucker brothers, and then later by both British and American companies. And of course, as, you know, anything that is being exported from Latin America, Mm -hmm. first enslaved Africans um, are the people doing the work, and then when that is not available anymore, then indigenous people were forced to do the work. This mine is no different. Mm -hmm. Once mining came to an end, the rich left most mining towns, and a lot of them became abandoned, and some did not. So Yuscaran, the town, remains inhabited, 
And because later then they found out that they could also export guaro, which is like a sugar based liquor. Um, so that's why the little town still exists, though no one mines in the mine anymore. So now on to the tale of La Piedra de Oro. According to legend, when production of silver and gold was at its height in Yuscaran, there were a group of four workers who were busy mining. As one of the miners hit a rock with his pickaxe, he heard a strange noise. It was different from the usual sound of a rock breaking. The surprised worker noticed that a strange rock appeared before his eyes, not what he usually saw when breaking away at stone with the pickaxe. It was a giant rock made of gold, and no matter what the worker did, his pickaxe did nothing to it. Confused, he called his friends over, and when they finally they were finally able to remove the rock from where it was stuck, they found themselves staring at a 100-pound rock of gold. Uh, they were exhausted, but extremely happy with what they had found. They pushed the rock of gold to the beginning of the mine, where they planned to break it up to share among themselves. When they saw that there was no way to share it, they began to fight, each claiming a right to the golden rock. In their anger, they had forgotten that the entrance to the mine was on a cliff, known as El Cerro Montserrat. While they argued and fought, the rock began to move by itself until it rolled down the cliff. The miners ran after it, and they searched and searched, but the giant golden rock was nowhere to be seen. Since then, the tale of La Piedra de Oro has been passed down from generation to generation. To some, it's just a tale, but others go to the mine in search of the giant rock, hoping that it will return. To this day, the rock made of gold has not been found. That is strange. Yeah, not scary, just a cool legend. I like that lore, yeah. So yeah, I guess... That's what they get for fighting. No one gets the golden rock. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, the rock was like, no, thank you. None of you can take me home. Nobody gets me. Bye. <laughs> I know my worth. Yeah. The rock The rock knew her worth. I'm calling the rock her because that is something she would do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> But yeah, people go and search for it still, and yeah, it's never been seen again. My next one is from San Antonio de Lipes. So, uh, as mentioned earlier, mining was a hugely exploited industry in Latin America, and when it was no longer profitable, the wealthy abandoned mines and mining towns, and many became ghost towns. One such town is that of San Antonio de Lipes, in the Sud. Lipes province of the Potosi department. Um, and I just, I don't know what provinces and departments are. I think they're like, I don't know, counties and stuff. <laughs> States. I don't know. That, that whole thing just confuses me because I don't know how to translate it in... Regions? In, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking of American terms. Yeah, I was trying to do that too and best I could think of is like a region and then a county within a region and then a city in that county <laughs> within that region. Yeah, that's as close as close as we're going to get because every I feel like every place does something different. I mean, thinking like there's like province and then there's like department. I don't know. It's all weird. Well, yeah, that's what most of Latin America does. Departments yeah. and provinces. Anyway, <laughs> 
Um, and this is in the southwest area of Bolivia. So the ghost town is located in the Andes. It's uh, 15,610 feet above sea level. And the path to the town and the mine, it's extremely narrow. It's not accessible by car. At its height, the silver mining town inhabited 150,000 residents. Uh, so the legend surrounding the abandonment of San Antonio de Lipes is as follows. Legend tells that mine workers made a pact with the devil in order to gain riches, but whatever their end of the deal was, they did not keep, and so the devil punished them. They were all killed. Shortly after all the mine workers were killed, the remaining residents of the little town began to hear strange noises and see strange apparitions. Frightened, they all fled the town. Now, only the spirits of the miners remain in San Antonio de Lipes. Mm-hmm. Very short. I couldn't find anything else. <laughs> they're, they're good stories, though. I'm like, I really like that gold, golden rock. Rock of gold. Whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, one more, though. This is the <laughs> this is a Sterling Hill mine. So the Sterling Hill mine is located in Ogensburg. Ogensburg. It's probably Ogensburg, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And it is now a museum you can visit. They just reopened for tours on April 2nd, 2022. Um, and they apparently also had, they also had paranormal tours at some point, but those haven't started back up yet. So this mine operated from 1897 to 1986. And it has 25 levels, which go about uh, 2,850 feet deep. Um, which is too deep, in, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> which is no thanks. <laughs> it's a no thing. Like, that reminds me of, like, um, people who do, like, cave exploring. I'm like, y'all are no, crazy. No, yeah. C- caves and mines, you won't catch me in at all, ever. No. Actually, um, I want to go to the ape caves, but they're, like, open, uh, and they're just really cool, like, if you have a chance to look them up. Because <laughs> they're, like, it's, like, less than an hour from me. But other than that, you won't catch me in a cave. Or, or the the crazy people who do, like, sw- that, that dive into underwater cave. Mm, no. 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 Nope. <laughs> no. So, during the tour, you can only access the first level of the mine, And while it was a fully operational mine, uh, 80 deaths occurred. So, of course, there's going to be stories of hauntings. People that have visited the mine have reported hearing disembodied voices, footsteps, and whispers. Visitors have also seen shadowy figures, as well as faces in the windows of the buildings that are located right outside of the mine. Um, So, ew. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) Yes. Uh, No thanks. No thanks to all of that. But there is talk about one specific ghost known as Bicycle Pete. I like the name. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I can't just dis- I can't disassociate the name Pete with um the guy that Kim Kardashian is dating. Oh. <laughs> and then every time I hear Pete, I think Skeet cuz that's what Kanye, Kanye calls him. <laughs> So it's just a whole, like, reading this legend, I was like, skeet. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> anyway, this is, not, this is not skeet. This is Bicycle Pete. So. <laughs> 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 
According to legend, after the mine closed in 1986, a former worker named Pete used to ride his bicycle around the mine. It was normal to see Pete riding around, but one day people noticed that they had not seen Bicycle Pete around in a while. People searched for him, but they only found his bike. Pete was never seen again. Since then, he is said to haunt the mine, and according to local lore, if you shout, Bicycle Pete! (laughs) Sorry, I had to say it like that. Bicycle Pete! (laughs) Anyway, if you shout Bicycle Pete down into the mine and taunt him, he will show up and drag you into the mines to suffer the same fate he did. He sounds like a hater. (laughs) It's like, oh, you're making fun of now you get to live it too. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, though, I would do the same thing if I were Bicycle P. Like, what? What are you saying right now? You know what? I'm going to show you and you're you're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah. he. Uh, what's it called? Any bad thing like Bicycle P just takes off his earrings, his hoop earrings, and is just ready to drag someone. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Not, not, not figuratively. Yeah. But literally. literally drag you into the mines to never be seen again. <laughs> And then he says, congratulations, now we're both miserable. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Misery loves company, so, you yeah. know, Bicycle Pete's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the stories I had. They were um, they were rather short. I forgot to include the one I said I was going to include from the book, so we'll leave that for another episode. I, uh, I got more pictures. I don't know if you want to, like, open the thing. I found... This really heartbreaking picture of a child in uh, working in the mine, though. Aww. I don't know if you want to include that, but it's like, oh, my God, made me feel terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they really do include the dong in there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and all of them, all m- mostly all the statues. <laughs> it's just, and it's like, it's like erect, like. <laughs> yeah. It's like- oh, my God. It's not just like there. Oh, Why? So, yeah, I'm going to include those pictures on Instagram. Oh, and uh, I just also researched that people do go there to, like, visit, like, to um, kind of, like, I, I think it's touristy because I saw some, like, uh, white people visiting there, but they do have to wear, like, hard hats and stuff. To see the the yeah. Theo and all that? Yeah, look, I'll send you a, a link to it because I was like, I don't think... They're going to allow people to actually visit the mines. But um, I Googled it and apparently they do. It's it's a lot of people like just taking like pictures, these crazy pictures in front of. Oh, um, next to El Tio. Okay. Well, now, you know, you can visit if you want. You will never catch me inside of a mine. And I wouldn't either. I um, aside from like the, the what was it? The, the cap collapsing in it's also said that the the entire thing is ready to collapse at any time i would Damn. advise none of you to actually go yeah yeah just maybe visit the area but not actually go inside maybe take pictures outside but i would advise you not to actually go inside the mine good advice yeah um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Do you have any spooky recommendations this week? Um, let me see. Okay, me while see. you search, I'm going to give my spooky recommendation. Uh, so I just got Shudder. Um, it's like $7.99 or $6.99 something a month. Um, and it's just like a bunch of horror. Like everything horror. If you like horror, you need uh, 
Shutter. So, and I've been watching a lot of Korean movies. Uh, I don't know why, because I love them, actually. That's why. Mm-hmm. So, if you, again, if you don't like subtitles, don't watch this. But if you don't mind subtitles, then you need to watch this movie. It's called The Wailing. And it's, yeah, a Korean horror movie. And um, it's a little long. Uh, it's like two and a half hours long. Wow. Yes, it's a little slow to start, but once it it starts, it just goes. And there's like so many twists. I, the person I thought was like, that's the bad guy. Then you're like, okay, it's not. And then you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then it's just like so dreadful. Like in the end, you're like, wow, nothing even matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole trip. It was good. It was, yeah, it's my new favorite movie. But that's not reliable because, like, every movie that I watch is my new favorite it's movie. My new favorite movie. Everything I like and I rate it, it's like, oh, 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. So. <laughs> I love that, though. I have, like, a huge list just from your recommendations that I have yet to even touch. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, she liked it. It's Because we, we tend to have, like, the same taste and, like, uh, stuff like this because I've noticed that my taste in the general population is not the same thing. Like everyone's like, I hate this, and I'm like, but I loved it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think I think only in horror because I think like when I saw you tweet about the Eternals, I was like, oh, maybe it's good, and then I watched the Eternals, and I was like, wow, that was it bleh. was it was okay. Um, my daughter I... liked the destruction scenes. Oh, the fighting she... scenes were good. Yeah, yeah, th- that that was about it. <laughs> it yeah, was a little were... bit slow, but I get it. It has to like lay foundation for a lot of things. I get it. It was, was too I long. ecstatic. <laughs> no. But I get it. <laughs> yeah. My spooky recommendation is like a post-apocalyptic book. It's a children's Ooh. book, by the way. Uh, my son's reading it in class right now. And he's like, Mom, you know what I'm reading in class? I was like, what? And he told me about it. It's called uh, Among the Hidden. It's by Mar- Margaret Peterson Hadix. And it's basically like in the future, each family is only allowed to have two kids. Like the population is controlled to so two kids. But this particular family ends up having three and this one child his entire life has remained hidden in like the home that they live in so he's never gone outside he's never done anything he has to stay hidden like the attic and stuff it's a series yeah it's a series and and it's like basically if he gets discovered who knows what the hell is going to happen to him and his family but he ends up going to the neighbor's house and things uh take off from there but i was like whoa that's very deep for like fifth graders oh but i'm here for it yeah it says 10 to 12 year olds recommend it as reading age Mm -hmm. on amazon so that sounds cool i might get it for uh for my stepson who is 10 or no my he's 11 what am i saying (laughs) this brings us to the end of the episode if you happen to be in what's the mind call that you were at (laughs) That you you were at, the one you talked about. Cerro Rico. Oh, okay. If you happen to be at Cerro Rico, make sure you take some cigar for cigars and uh, alcohol for El Tio. Yeah. <laughs> Do not take pictures next to his 
dong, please. I just Googled it and y'all people be wild. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, you saw the one with the dude, right? He's all pointing at a deal like don't, right next don't to Don't be his... that crazy tia that is pretending to do something with the statue, please. <laughs> oh my God, that reminds you. I don't know if you've seen that video, but there was like a, a, like a Roman statue, but the guy... I had an erect penis and like the three ladies are just giving it Yes. Hand. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like <laughs> if you're that tia, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Anyway, yeah, stay spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our spookies supporting us on Patreon. Winston, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Kristen, Dalia. Mariela, Rene, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales, And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. You can also check out spookytales.com slash store for some Spooky Tales merch like Stay Spooky Beanies, No Mamas sweatshirts and hoodies, and Spooky Tales logo t-shirts. But of course you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay Spooky!